Welcome, dear listener, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories, the podcast where we alternate between spooky conversation and scary short stories. (laughs) Now, here's your host, Miss Cynthia C. Welcome, spooky friends, to another of your favorite podcast, True Hauntings and Scary Stories, I assume. How are you, Kat? I'm doing good. I'm I'm very proud of our... Obviously, we're one of the favorite podcasts out there because we're moving up the list in, in Apple standards for the podcast numbers. Right? That's pretty exciting. We're within the top 200 fiction podcasts on Apple Podcasts. I thought that was pretty cool. It is pretty freaking cool. There's thousands of those. So the idea that we're cracking the two top 200, pretty sweet. And that's all thanks to you guys, our listeners. Yep. Keep tuning in. And keep sharing. Oh, we have a new patron. We Woo-hoo. do not. Yes, we do, girl. Oh my gosh. Rachel. We have a Rachel. Rachel! We Welcome. Love you, Rachel. You're Woo-hoo. awesome. Thank you. She is at the $2.50 level. So, guys, she's paying us less than a cup of coffee per month to give her bonus episodes. And this the spooky stuff that we could we go over, it could be enough to keep you awake. You don't need that cup of coffee. Exactly. I love our bonus episodes. Those are so much fun. Yeah, we did one on Irish vampires. We do a lot of them on state legends. So like all the different states and their their spooky legends. Brick and I did some. We did one on um, spooky things that people find hidden in their walls of their home. We got to do more of those. <laughs> that was a really funny episode, actually. You should really listen to that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, we've done a lot of really cool ones. So, oh, we did one on Friday 13th, you and I. Mm-hmm. That one was a lot of fun. Yeah, we talked about the history of Friday 13th and all that stuff, so. And events that have happened to people on Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get a hold of those bonus episodes, when you sign up as a patron for that two fifty a month, um, you get access to every bonus episode I've ever released. Even the early, early ones where Tina and I did it. So you get all those plus any we do while you're a patron. So if you're a big fan of binging, like I am, mm-hmm. that's you can, can get all that good stuff. Oh, for sure. So there's that. Then you guys, I don't even know if you guys know this, but I have a blog. And my blog is the truehauntings.com website that I always give out. So on that blog... You can not only find all of my different short stories and all the personalized short stories that I do, but you can also find some um, true ghost stories that have happened to me that I posted on that blog. And some of them, I think there might be a few that I've not talked about here. I'm not super sure, but that's possible. So you should definitely check out the blog. You can actually subscribe to it. And then you can get an occasional newsletter. Like if I plan an event, like I'm kind of thinking about planning an October event, a ghost hunting kind of thing. 
when I plan stuff like that, you'll be the first to know. So there's a lot of benefits to going to truehauntings.com and signing up, subscribing there. And that'll get you everywhere else, too. It'll get you to our yeah. Twitter and Instagram where we're meeting some quite interesting characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I created a few goofy, spooky characters, and I've been doing <laughs> reels of them, and some of them are really goofy and silly and fun. Hashtag so. real life. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know, right? That made me cringe, too. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> so today's episode is more spooky things that kids say. Um, so I don't know if you recall the last time we did this episode, we were on Facebook um, group in, in our Facebook group, mm-hmm. and I had asked, what's the spookiest thing, creepiest thing your kid has said? I got a ton of responses, so we did a whole episode of those. So now, I went to my Facebook page, and I posted the same question, and I got another ton of comments there. So we're going to read through them. And that first episode got a lot of listens. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. I figure you guys are into creepy kids, apparently. (laughs) Which is fine. Y'all can keep those little spooky shits, man. No, thank you. (laughs) Sorry. Mm -mm. Right. Mm -mm. We're going to dive in. The very first comment I have here is from Brandy. And it says, When my son was little, he told us this boy that looked like a monster, but only halfway, wakes him up to play in the middle of the night. He even told us his name was Jedediah. Years later, we found out a house burned down on our property and a little boy died. His name was Jedediah. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus. boy. Oh, little boy. I'm sorry. Uh, Brandy, you gotta let us know. Are they continuing to play together? <laughs> Do spooky things happen in your house? Yeah. That's messed up. But I love it. I love it when the name I do. is perfect, you know, validation and woo. That one's a good one. Lisa said, when my youngest son was little, he had an imaginary friend named Billy. Oh, Billy. When he was nine, he came to me and said, I killed Billy. I pushed him in front of a car. He never spoke of Billy again. Oh my Girl. God. That's not so much paranormal as it is uh, frightening. (laughs) I mean, I need a follow-up on that. What did Billy do to deserve to be pushed in front of a car? Right. Oh, boy. And how's your son doing these days? Yeah. Just out of pure curiosity. (laughs) Is everything all right? And nine. That's that's almost that age where they stop seeing stuff. Yeah. Goodness. Every time I hear the name Billy... The first thing that pops in my head is <laughs> the grandpa from South Park, Billy. Why won't you kill me, Billy? <laughs> well, this this Billy did die. So. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we were riding past a farm on the way to get my hubby and a two-year-old's haircut. He never talked much, but was gazing intently at the farmhouse and said, I used to live on a farm. And my mom wore an apron. His exact words. He didn't know what an apron was. Well, at least it wasn't bad. You know, like... 
there's a past life. Yeah, definitely. Thank goodness. No, but still really weird to come out of a two-year-old's mouth when he doesn't <laughs> talk much in the first place. Like, I used to live on a farm. My mom wore an apron. What? I think we're going to need more than a haircut today. Marlene said when my son was nine, oh, we got an older kid again. He picked up sleepwalking almost every night. We even had to barricade the door so he wouldn't go outside. On several nights, I would wake up and he would be standing by my bed. He finally said one night that these big mean people won't shut up and they are always fighting and yelling, throwing pans, etc. After a few nights of this, while he was at school, I went into his room, said in a firm voice to leave and stop waking myself. Wow. They had no place here. I sprinkled holy water. He started sleeping through the night from there on out. I never told him what I did. Yeah, that's that's spooky for sure. I need some history on what happened in your house before you got there, Marlene. Yeah. Poor kid. Poor kid. Sleepwalking is so tough. Yeah, my sister, Tina, she slept, sleepwalked. Slept walked? Slept walked? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded right in my head. (laughs) But never anything like that. (laughs) My husband sleep eats. Sleep eats? (laughs) He sleep eats. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'll go downstairs in the morning and there'll be dishes in the sink that weren't there before and all of us had gone to bed and... I mean, at least he put him in the sink, but... So he doesn't remember getting up and eating? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. No. Nope. That's awesome. We uh, we had Thanksgiving one year at uh, his dad's house and took home leftovers. And a couple days later, those leftovers were gone. And I was like, so did you enjoy your snack last night? And he's like, what? And I said, yeah, you ate the turkey leg and finished off the eggnog and ate the rest of the ice cream. He's like... <laughs> oh, I really wanted that. <laughs> you did have it. I guess that'd be terrible. You're still getting the calories, but you don't get to remember the joy of eating it. Yeah. <laughs> that would suck. Hmm. All right. Tracy says, my daughter has a twin that passed before my second trimester. They call it vanishing twin. We never talked about her ever. The only ones that knew about her being a twin were her father, my parents, and I. When she just turned three, she was playing in the living room. I could hear her having a conversation. I went out to ask her who she was talking to. She said, my sister. I was floored. My husband didn't believe me until a couple of weeks later. She came into the kitchen while her dad and I were cooking, and she said, when my sister sings, you can find her. Talk about being freaked out. He turned pale white. That I fully believe. Yeah. Because twins, regardless, will always have that connection. But can we go back to the part where the little girl, three years old, says, when my sister sings, you can find her. Yeah, what does that mean? Oh, that's so cool. That's spooky. That's That's a good idea for a story. Oh, write that down. (laughs) Right? I'm going to be taking notes out of you guys' stories. And you can name it The Singing Sister. Yes. Oh Title my gosh. Done. It's happening. I'm doing it. <laughs> Good job, Tracy. You are muse. We're yes. going to need some extra stories on that to add in <laughs> to the book. Exactly. 
All right. Glenda says my daughter was five and would play hide and seek with what she said was a little girl with blonde braids and a gray dress. But one day she said her friend was getting mad at her. I asked why. She said, because I won't follow her into the woods. I got I got the house anointed. I never heard about her again. I still don't know if something happened to a little girl or what, but it freaked me out. Wow. Hey, good parenting, though. Yeah, props good job, to Linda. your five-year-old for refusing to go into the woods with a creepy little girl in a gray dress. <laughs> Blonde braids. Again, that's like scary movie level right there. Mm-hmm. But good Come parenting. Play with me. Yeah. Okay, so Mark, he says, never had any kids, but when I was four, I saw my grandmother leaving her body in the front seat of my aunt's car, and I asked my father, where is grandmother going? I've never actually told anyone the full story of that night, but I will never forget it. Oh my god, hashtag cliffhanger Mark. Yeah, we need info, dude. We need to know why your grandma was dying in the car. Like, were you driving her to the hospital or something? Did anyone else in the car know that she was dying, or did that just happen? Condolences for your loss if she did, in fact, pass. Yes, indeed. Maybe it was astral projection. Maybe Grandma was tired of her son's driving. (laughs) You're a terrible driver. She's like, this trip has taken too long (laughs) ago. But, Mark, we need more details. Mm -hmm. I know you've never told anybody. But will you consider telling us? And the other 5,000 listeners. <laughs> In all confidence. You can write it anonymously. Yeah, that's true. We can do that. All right. Patricia says, My great-grandson was three when we were at my sister's house. It had been my mom's home until she passed six years earlier. We were talking about our mom, and my great-grandson said, I know her. The curly-haired woman said she loves me. Aww. That's sweet, though. I still, see, all these sweet kids, I still get freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> so next is Sharon. It says, My daughter came and woke me up that there was a man in her room. No one was in the whole house. So that's short and sweet, but also and still, still very spooky disturbing. shit. Oh yeah, you never want to wake up in the middle of the night and your kid's like, "There's a man," and there's no man, <laughs> or is there? All right, Alicia said, "Not said, but did." Ooh, these are actions. Mm. One night, my little girl, she was about three or four, was standing beside my bed with a butcher knife. Oh my god! Shit. <laughs> oh, shit. That just okay. took a turn. <laughs> She was standing by her dad's side of the bed. He woke me up talking to her. I took the knife from her, and she got in the bed and went right off to sleep. Didn't remember a thing about it. Girl, you let your your three or four-year-old that was just holding a butcher knife to you in your bed (laughs) to sleep with you? Right? That kind of reminds me of the butterfly effect, though. Remember when he'd have blackouts and then eventually remembered what happened in there? So Christina says, not my Christina, not my sister, (laughs) different one. 
She says, my first child died when she was four days old. My second Mm. child was about five and he was laughing and talking and carrying on. I asked him, son, who are you talking to? And he said, my sister. At the time, we had never told him he had a sister. And at that time, he was the only child we had. Oh, these posters had so many rainbow babies. Yeah. Yeah. But he got to know his sister anyway, I guess. There you go. I always wonder about that. If a child dies in infancy and then other family members see them, but at an older age that they never lived to be, like, how's that work? Maybe their soul keeps growing. I don't know. Maybe their soul projects into this realm in a way that we can understand. There you go. I like that one, though. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. Thank you, Christina. All right. Stephanie says, when my daughter was three, maybe four, after I put her to bed, she kept getting up and coming back into the living room. I told her to go back to bed, and she said no. She said no room in the bed because the lady lying in her bed was taking up all the space and wouldn't move. (laughs) I sent her to bed and kept hearing her pleading for her to let her lay in her bed so she wouldn't get into trouble for not going to bed. She was clearly talking to someone that wasn't visibly there. Okay, but did you let her sleep with you eventually? (laughs) Right? Because... After oh, I would hear my. that, I'd be like, no, come on. Yeah. Come. We're going into mom's room. Mm-mm. That is creepy. Do you get a bigger bed at that point? <laughs> there you go. She needs a queen. <laughs> so <laughs> the the weird, creepy lady can have space. <gasps> Screw that, though. Mm-mm. That's weird, man. No. That's weird. All right. Joyce says... Set up at 10 years old at 3 a.m. and yelled out, Should I say it in German? <laughs> LOL, we don't speak German, but my deceased grandpa did. Hmm. Hmm. I like that. Maybe we were talking okay. to your grandpa. That's actually really funny because when my husband and I first started dating and we spent the night together, I woke up and he was yelling. And I mean, full on yelling. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? But I couldn't understand him. And finally I realized he was yelling in German. Mm. <laughs> in Does his he sleep. know it? He knows a little bit, like word of couple words. And he can understand people speaking German for the most part. But I asked him the next morning, I was like, so how much German do you know? And he's like, I a tiny tiny bit why and I was like well you were having a full blown yelling contest with someone in your sleep last night in German he's like that's (laughs) awkward (laughs) nice German's an angry language anyways though so maybe it was just a regular conversation yeah yeah and also Russian like some of those they you, you can be saying the most beautiful thing in that language but to other people that don't speak it, it sounds like you're just pissed off. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so my favorite German word is Schmetterling. Schmetterling. What does that mean? Butterfly. Oh, Schmetterling. Mm-hmm. I like and it. And my husband's favorite word is Krakenwagen. <laughs> 
It would be. <laughs> what does that mean? Ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> so random. I know. Yay, German. <laughs> Back on track here of spooky shit kids say. <laughs> Carolyn says this one this is this is a longer story. Carolyn says I have one that my teacher told me about, my niece, goddaughter, who is now 12 years old. To note on this and some background, my teacher was like my my school mom, and she was close to me and my family and is still close to this day. Oh, that's awesome. Good for you. I loved some of my teachers. So it was when my niece was about three and my teacher saw my big sister and they were having lunch at the restaurant in my town went over to say hello, and my niece looks at my teacher and says, I remember you. My teacher told her yes, because of her auntie, Carolyn, being in her class all the time. My niece looks at her so innocently and says, No, I remember you from heaven when I was there, too. My teacher and sister looked at each other, and they got chills. I didn't hear about this story till last year. Wow. Another reincarnation story. I know. Reincarnation. Maybe it's this is true then. Mm-hmm. We seeing it firsthand. So next we have Christy. When my daughter was little, she started seeing a cat booger. <laughs> I've had those. <laughs> <laughs> and it went everywhere with us. And after a while, it did not like her. And one day she was all scared and looked at me and said, Mama, it's behind you. It's about to get you. And she was terrified. I never moved so fast. I would move fast too. (laughs) Yeah, if there was a cat booger behind me. Mm -mm. (laughs) Cat booger? What is that? Like a cat ghost, I assume. Or cat, because a lot of times cat burglars, they're silent burglars kind of thing. Yeah. Might get translated into cat booger. That's cute. Or a ghost cat that's just screwing yeah. with you. Yep, like the one from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> church. Church. Uh, Not nice, church. No. I want a gray cat and name it church. <laughs> Rita said, when my son was five, we were riding around in Scottsboro. He said we used to go fishing here. He was born a hundred years to the day his great-grandfather was born. Wow. So I'm guessing based off that post that they have never gone fishing in Scottsboro. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to put in some assumption there. Yeah. I'm guessing this is another reincarnation one. This Mm -hmm. is convincing me. I know. Reincarnation might be a thing. I am convinced. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. I'm okay with reincarnation. As long as I come back, I really want to come back as a cat. (laughs) I really do. A domesticated cat or a wild cat? I could be a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Rawr. (laughs) Fierce. Nice. (laughs) No, probably a domesticated cat, though. But, like, one of my domesticated cats, because they are very well taken care of. Oh, for sure. Like the most spoiled cat. Yes. That's what I would be. That or the most spoiled dog. Jacqueline says, and this is in quotes, so this is somebody saying that. It's granddad and he's all in green, said my three-year-old daughter, pointing to the end of the bed the day after his funeral in July 1976. Dang. 
That's cool. Mm-hmm. Was he buried in a green suit? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. Because it seems very specific to say that he's in all green. Mm-hmm. All right. Susie said, my son for years had an imaginary friend named Bo Beanie. That's a good <laughs> when he was just a little boy. Now, 30 years later, my son's young son has an imaginary friend named Deanie, who I guess must be the son of Bo Beanie. Oh my gosh. What if he's just mispronouncing Bo Beanie? Right? Same imaginary friend for both oh boys. Oh my gosh. That might be guardian angel status, though. Yeah. That one movie. Oh, Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> I've not seen that. Really? Oh mm-hmm. man, that's classic 80s shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Eva says that he picked his father and I to be his parents from heaven. Oh. He was just up there. That the, a lot of those posts remind me of Soul. Oh yeah, love that movie. The Pixar movie, Soul. Makes me cry every time. (sighs) Inside Out made me cry. Same. (laughs) I'm a crier. I cry at all movies. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's probably, maybe that's why we watch so many horror movies. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I even cry for those. (laughs) (laughs) That always reminds me of, of like, Soul when, like, they're up there. Like, I can just imagine those little glowing auras being like, I want those two. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like it. You know what, though? That kid, if it's a wise kid, should really use that. Because they try to ground your son. But, Mommy, I picked you from heaven. Oh! <laughs> yes, that would work. That would work. And now comes your devious shit. <laughs> you would. Uh, listen, whatever works. <laughs> yeah, right? Mandy said, when my son was four, he woke up during the night scared. And after we had stayed up for a while, he said, Mommy, they want me to go with them. Mm. No. Mm-mm. Don't don't go. That's it? Oh, my gosh. Just laid that one on us. <laughs> they want me to go with them. Wow. Go where? Where are That's we going? terrifying. Yeah, that one's... Uh, <laughs> Don't go to the light, Carol Ann. <laughs> Carol Ann, it's mommy. Oh my gosh. Still one of my favorite movies. Now I have T. T-E-E. And they've posted um, two big posts. So I'm going to read them both, I guess. Yeah. T says, H6, Kenzie, wouldn't sleep on the left side of our bed. She and her sister Maddie and I slept together in a California king. She kept refusing to get on that side, so I finally asked her why. She said that the little girl always came out of the closet and shook her arm, asking her to come play. She said she was dressed like Laura Ingalls. So for you young folk, that's Little House on the Prairie. Love that book. Had dark hair and eyes like a Chinese girl and was her age. This kept up for years. She named the little girl Lily and said she was looking for her sister after the fire, and she looked like Kenzie. No, poor Kenzie. I am so sorry for your daughter. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, so there's more. 
After several years, Kinsey was sad because she was grown, but Lily was staying the same. We looked into how to lead a child to the light when Kinsey was 10. She went in the closet and sat there, and when Lily came, she asked her if she still wants to join her sister. She says Lily smiled and nodded yes. Kinsey told her to look for the light. Lily had told her before she has always seen the light, but was scared and thought it was part of the fire she died in. Kinsey explained the light to her as that, as that was where her sister was and her family showing her the light so they could find her. Lily stood there a little with her lower lip trembling, but she trusts Kinsey. She started walking towards it, then turned and blew, blew a kiss, and she was gone. That was eight years ago. From time to time, Kinsey will say she misses her, but she, but she gets little signs sometimes. Like once she was sitting on her bed thinking about her, and a gray and white feather floated down from nowhere, it seemed. Kinsey smiled and put it in her special lily box. I did research on my land. In 1883, way down in the woods behind my house, a small school burnt and killed 74 children. We think this is where she came from. Wow. Hmm. Oh, man. Legit. Legit goosebumps. Nice. I got the goosebumps, and it's not from air conditioning. Good story, T. Like, the fact that that's real, too. (laughs) A 10-year-old set in a darkened closet and and told a ghost how to go to the light. Like, that's a mature, brave 10-year-old. Good job. Very cool. 74 kids, though? That's a big schoolhouse. Yeah. And it must have burned with uh, a lot of kids in it, like, in the middle of the school day, and they -hmm. couldn't get out. they killed 74 children. Hmm. Dang. T, where are you from? I want to do more research on this. 1883. Sandy said, When my son was four, I asked him who he was talking to in his room, since he was alone in there. He told me he was talking to his friend Jeremy, who comes from Las Vegas and has been dead for a really long time. Oh my. (laughs) Alright. Right on. Like, just matter of fact, it's Jeremy. That's from Las Vegas, and he's been dead for a while. No big deal. Did Jeremy get dead from playing a little (laughs) too much in Vegas, I wonder? (laughs) Did he get dead? (laughs) I love it. That's how I imagine that conversation. (laughs) Right? Last one. Cheryl. Cheryl says, my three-year-old granddaughter and I were making Christmas cookies. She looked up and said, Nana, you have a ghost. I said, I know. We have a ghost that walks up and down our hallway. Nice. So that's just matter of fact. I feel like that would be a conversation Nanny and I would have. Nanny, you got a ghost. I know. (laughs) I know. They're good spooks. They don't hurt anybody. (laughs) (laughs) True story. Oh, grandparents. Right? (laughs) This... This thread had a lot of grandparents in it, though. I like Mm -hmm. it. Thank you for joining me, You know what I really appreciate is that Cheryl validated her grand 
daughter. Yes. Like, she did not say, oh, no, ghosts don't exist or anything. She just said, yeah, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, he walks around. Yep. That's Jeremy. <laughs> he died in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Congratulations on having some spooky kids out there. Good luck with all that. Mm-hmm. Better you than me. Yep, no, thank you. Of course, my kids have said spooky things, too, but, you know, with me being as sensitive as I am, it's going to happen. feet. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's your fault. They're all coming around anyways. Probably. <laughs> Brick saw something in my house just the other day. Did she? Yes, yeah, she did. In the middle of the day, we were all sitting in the living room. And she just stopped mid-sentence and looked up at the railing at the top of my living room, like vaulted ceiling thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at her, waiting for her to finish her sentence. And she's like, um, I just saw something black. And I was like, really? Because <laughs> I see black shadows and stuff up there pretty often. So she actually saw it too. Poor brick. Pretty cool. Yeah, she she's hates not that, built though. for that. <laughs> she's really not. <laughs> Sorry, it's more like, damn it, Cindy, why do you make yeah. these things happen? <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> so you guys, this podcast um, hit 150,000 downloads not too awful long ago. And I just want to take a second to thank you guys for listening to us babble and for enjoying the show and joining the Facebook group and just building this huge spooky community that we now have. And I just want to say thanks. Thanks for hanging with us and being cool. We've got some spooky plans for our hundredth episode. So you guys are the best. I just wanted to tell you that. And we really wouldn't be here without you guys because otherwise we're just talking into the ether and... You know, then the poor ghosts have to listen to us. Exactly. The spooks in my house would be like, God, are you doing that again? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys have a spooky week and we will spook you later. Ooh.